0: Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler, along with Lisa Cohen. Yes. Hi. (laughs) Lisa, you mentioned to me that you... Went for a run yesterday. We've spoken on earlier. I did. At- it was just this morning. Oh, yes. this morning. We spoke yeah. on earlier episodes about the brace on your ankle and your yeah, recovery. Yeah, yeah, that you yeah. Had it back, hold up? Back in action. It held up. It held up. You know. I'm like, uh, am I happy about having to rejoin the drudgery of running around the reservoir? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad. But it's still, it, yeah. It's still hard. It's still hard to run, but the foot is okay. And even now, after you've had a chance for it to settle down, didn't yeah, swell up or anything no, like that. No. No. It's good. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Yep. Good for you. Well, let's dig into the list of things that Milo loved and Lisa. Let me know if anything else uh, is jumping out at you today. Yeah, I like this haunted hayride. The haunted hayride. <laughs> the haunted hayride. So, the haunted hayride is. Um, Memorable for a number of reasons. So let me give the background first. Um, Every year around Columbus Day, sometimes over the Columbus Day weekend, Alana and I, Max and Milo, would take a vacation with Alana's family. So it was Alana's parents, Irwin and Terry, and Alana's sister, Alicia, her husband, Mark, and their two boys, Scott and Jared. And I've mentioned them certainly on earlier podcasts. Um, And Irwin and Terry would rent a house up in a place I think it's in the Poconos. called Woodlock the exact location of it's not that important but it's a family resort and it's very popular in the summer we would go in the fall because that was when all the boys were able to be on vacation at the same time it didn't um, conflict with any summer plans that any of the kids had at any given time and age-wise Scott was the oldest Jared, his brother, was the second oldest, then Max, and then Milo. And Alana's parents thought that this would be a nice tradition, and it was a terrific tradition. Where every fall, as I said, typically around, if not on Columbus Day, we would all go up to this family resort, Woodlock. Some of the waterfront activities um, weren't available, obviously, because it was the fall, but there was still tons to do up there. There was a batting cage, uh, there was miniature golf, there was bocce. It's a little bit like it's a little bit like a. a- cruise were it not on a boat. Yeah. In the sense that there's a million things to do can run around. Yeah, run around. And basically the kids loved being together, whatever we were doing. There were um, bumper boats where the kids Mm -hmm. could ride their own little tube boats and and get in the water. Um, And it was always fun to just be under one roof together for that period of time and let the cousins, who just really loved one another from the very beginning but didn't get to spend concentrated time together very often again this annual tradition we talked in an earlier episode about uh, our trips to Naples Florida with my brothers and my brother his wife and their kids and my parents and this was sort of a similar idea and there's so many great great memories from that trip but getting back to the topic of this episode the haunted hayride so as i mentioned we were typically there around columbus day weekend if not on columbus day weekend and typically at the very start of sort of the halloween season which they took very seriously up in Mm -hmm. woodlock and starting columbus day weekend maybe even the weekend before every friday or saturday night maybe it was friday and saturday night they would do this haunted hayride where all the people who worked at woodlock whatever their role was whether they were in maintenance or they were Tennis teachers, or down at the waterfront, they would prepare this extraordinarily elaborate and terrifying <laughs> hayride, where everyone would Daryl, gather. Did you, did you get? Were you scared? Well, let me. T- you're going to hear something about this. So we um we would go to this sort of waiting area where they would do this activity in a very big event hall, and families would then sign up to go on the haunted hayride and. It was uh, the, it was actually a ride in a like a um a pull that was had ba- bales of hay in it, and you'd sit on them, and you'd be pulled by like a pickup truck. So there was limited space on each ride, so it would be about fifteen to twenty people on each ride, but like a couple hundred people each night would be interested. So they would run people in shifts. Mm-hmm, and they would do mm-hmm. like twelve, fourteen, fifteen rides in a night. And if I tell you, I can't overstate how <laughs> horrifying this, this this, haunted hayride We're gonna was. We need some examples. The first year that we went to Woodlock, Max was probably about seven, so Milo was. Four, about to be five you're telling me you took a seven and four year old on this terrifying well to, to us the <laughs> idea of a haunted hayride no matter how much warning we got it's almost like going to a Chinese restaurant right, and they say right. the food is spicy yeah, you're like yeah, okay, yeah. okay like, yeah, right. I, I, I don't love super spicy food but I like spicy food and usually you ignore the little red pepper yeah. on the menu uh, this was like that when they said it's like a family resort and they say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're going to go on a haunted hayride you'd say okay it's fine right. and Max wanted to go on it he was yeah. 7 years yeah, yeah, old yeah, yeah. If I tell you that they had like <laughs> large screen set up with like snippets from horror movies they had people in all black costumes sneaking up on people oh my in God. the in the hay bales <laughs> um grabbing people Max and and they warned you before you went that not for people with a heart condition. Not, not only not for people with a heart condition, but they're not going to let up if they see people frightened. In fact, if you, the word out on the street was that if you show signs that you're scared, the people who are sneaking around your haunted bale of hay and your seat and your perch were going to pay special attention to you and do all oh they could God. to scare you. Sounds a little sadistic. It was really crazy, <laughs> but they really took great pride in it. And I remember Max coming back as a seven-year-old and and being legitimately terrified. Yeah, So much so that Max went like another four years without going on the haunted hayride again. <laughs> that's Max. And, right, that's Max. And even when he was seven years old, if you went on that hayride, yeah. they treated you like you were an adult and yeah, did yeah, it yeah, yeah. knowing what you were getting into, and they saw that he was scared, and they kind of went after him, hey, hey, even hey. though he was seven years old. And <laughs> this there were is people, not a good commercial there for were, Woodlock. No, there were people <laughs> coming on the on, onto the the cart with with like a fake knife and blood on them, and 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 you know um, <laughs> the Jason masks and everything. <laughs> and then there were parts of it when you would get off the cart, and they you'd walk through. It was essentially. A haunted house, but in the woods. Mm-hmm, and you were like mm-hmm. in this remote area of the woods, and it was really kind of quiet, and they'd blare music, and then it would be quiet again, and people would jump out at you from behind trees. It was legitimately terrifying and like a real highlight for a lot of families with older kids, of course. Well, Milo heard that Max was terrified and immediately wanted to go yeah, on yeah. the hayride, which we did not let him do his first year. He then went, I would say that he probably went for the first time when he was seven or eight years old, maybe his third year there. He was also terrified by Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And then the boys reached a point, probably when they were 11 or 12, when I I guess as scary as it even would be for an adult, um, they recognized that it was kind of campy and... They both decided they were going to do it, and from then on, they kind of legitimately enjoyed it, enjoyed the comedy, and in fact, enjoyed watching some other people who were really scared. Small children. uh, Including uh, (laughs) small children, uh, like shrinking away from what appears to be like uh, an absolute demon coming at them. And um, uh, they eventually saw the comedy in it. And the funny thing is, that same duo, Max and Milo, who I remember being like, white as a ghost themselves coming back from this thing, like legitimately scared. That kind of thing when your kid is scared where you think... All right, are we going to be able to sleep tonight, yeah, tomorrow night, yeah, the next yeah, night? Is this going to yeah. be nightmares. And they both like developed a taste for horror movies. You know, yeah, we always yeah. we talk now how like horror movies are like a legitimate genre of yeah, film back yeah, in the day. Yeah, they were like these slasher flocky, movies and schlocky right. and like almost intentionally that way. And the kids both became like sort of connoisseurs of horror movies, uh-huh. uh, Get Out, mid-somar movies right, like that. Right. Um, and they went from being these frightened kids from this haunted hayride to really. Um, you know, being entertained by it and enjoying it. But that was the Haunted Hayride. That's sort of an entree into those really special weekends with cousins at Woodlock. And one other thing that I think back so fondly on is, as I said, the time spent among the cousins and with the grandparents. But in particular, their um, Max and Milo's oldest nephew, uh, oldest cousin, Scott, my nephew, Alana's sister's oldest son, um, was sort of a quirky kid and when he was about eight or nine years old he developed an interesting in like making movies and they still have mark and alicia scott and jared still have movies that scott filmed on i want to say it was before we had movie taking capability on our phones he had some sort of like small flip movie phone, camera maybe? like a flip phone idea yeah, yeah, yeah but it was it really was more of a, a a camera. Yeah, there was a, something called a flip camera. I yeah, have, I have videos. Yeah. of that. And the boys, at least on one of these weekends, maybe more than one, they spent a good number of hours like making movies. Mm-hmm. And Milo, of course, was just adorable at the time. If Scott was nine, ten, or eleven, Milo yeah, was yeah. five or six, and these movies were just so silly. I think the name was something like Cocoa Seeds or something like that. And um, those movies exist somewhere, and just talking about it yeah. now makes me want to we get my hands them on them. Oh, yeah. we got to dig those movies yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Talk to Scott. He knows exactly where I'm they sure are. I'm sure Scott like knows exactly yeah. where those things are. And... Um, um, those are great. And they were done with sound. And Scott would always come in with sort of a general idea of the direction. <laughs> and like many directors, he would quickly lose control of the content. Yeah. <laughs> I think his best laid plans, but he was such a good-natured kid. in sure such sure he, great... he lo- probably lost control of the uh, of the cast. Lost control of the <laughs> cast very, very quickly. But he was so good-natured that he, he had no problem just sort of letting the cast have its way. And um, to his credit... Not only did he not get upset by it, but he really kind of joined in the general merriment and um, it ended up being a really, really fun and, and memorable thing. That's awesome. Well, that's all the time we have on this episode of Milo Time. Hope you join us again next time when we spend some more time with Milo.